0: That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. No, you do not have your television on mute. I'll tell you what happened. I uh,
1: just, <laughs> I just got, a, uh, you know, you start your software up and, um, you you notice that you have an update and with XSplit with the software that I use there's like I don't know four or five different programs that I use all at the same time and you have to turn them on in order which I did and then I had to do the update and here we are where it's uh it's been an exciting morning already trying to get the connections the RTMP connections to Rumble to work and uh, technology sometimes is a bigger curse than anything else and today is one of those mornings so hello and welcome to episode 140 Patriots of the Patriot Review and we have one of my good buddies Gunny Bud Cornwell who will be joining us shortly I am going to um, I see he's in the waiting room so I will be connecting him up soon uh, first though I wanted to go through the signal and talk about some stories
0: yikes like i said
1: technology is awesome so first of all <laughs> i found this gem on uh, politicalsignal.com federal health and human services ask its san francisco workers to stay home for their safety wait a minute weren't these the people that were going to go help people out in domestic violence uh situations and these people should be brave enough to go to work right regardless of how dangerous it is i mean they're going into the the most dangerous uh, call that a response that uh, according to police themselves that there, there is which is domestic violence cases so uh, of course i don't want them to do that because i don't want people to get hurt but the fact is um at every turn the left's narrative is shown for what it is complete fallacy dreamland whether we're talking about uh the current indictments whether we're talking about january 6 whether we're talking about who we are as people who love this country and lo- love the constitution love the idea of america um everything that uh, that that they believe and everything that they put out there crumbles and uh it's it's uh it's it's the consequence of ruling by emotion and uh, there's emotion and then there's logic and of course we know <laughs> we know which one wins between those two consistently so, yes, a, a federal cabinet agency wants people to avoid the Nancy Pelosi building. It's too unsafe. Imagine that. Maybe they're tearing down her statue that she doesn't care about statues and people are going to do what they're going to do. But, yeah, so so the Department of Health and Human Services recently warned the San Francisco staff, which is housed in that building, named for former House Speaker, to work from home due to unsafe high crime conditions in nearby neighborhoods. The building run by General Services Administration and protected by Federal Protective Services officers also holds offices of the Departments of Labor and Transportation and so on. So, you know, these are this is one of those stories where you just kind of scratch your head and you say, yeah, I could have told you that was going to happen. I mean, this is the result of what, uh, what you people are espousing, what you people are allowing. This is the result of, um, you know, not... Uh, Not taking care of the the rights of your citizens and and protecting them instead you know encouraging millions of people to come across the border illegally to set up tent cities and school playgrounds and parks and sports uh, fields you know and it's utter chaos and complete nonsense and this is to be expected so that story kind of struck me for that reason Um, then we have the Indictment number four, and taking a page from the Kamala Hyena uh, playbook, the DA and presiding judge decide to crack jokes as Trump is indicted in Georgia. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. It's so funny that we're incompetent, communist, actually, fascist idiots. Uh, these people, as you can tell, make me sick. And um, they have no place in any kind of position of authority like they're in. And um, my hope someday is that the law will actually catch up with them. And um, the, the comment down here is, indicting a former president of the United States is serious business, or so the left says after every new charge against Donald Trump. That, of course, is why the judge and district attorney in the 2024 Republican frontrunner's latest round of charges are having a good laugh about it. Um, sound contradictory to you, not to judge Robert McBurney and Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis. Fannie, you really are living up to your name. That's all I can say. Um, so speaking of that, then we go on to the next story. Trump's Georgia trial may be televised. What a circus that would be. You know, um, Donald Trump and 18 of his associates, including Rudy Giuliani, are set to be arraigned next week. After being indicted by a grand jury in Fulton County, Georgia in connection with alleged attempts to overturn the results of twenty of the twenty twenty election. Uh no. That's that's one thing that the, the left this media and I'm surprised to see it here. It should not be it should not be worded that way. Yes, uh, alleged attempts, I get that. But the fact is there was no attempt to overturn the results illegally. There was only attempt an attempt to investigate for good reason whether the election was stolen and we all know it was and that's why these um, well they're clowns that's why they're doing what they're doing and we all know it and any one of us with an IQ over six knows it and we watch this and we it makes us sick because our country is turning in well our country is now currently a banana republic and we're watching it unfold right before our very eyes, which is absolutely unacceptable and pathetic. And um, so, I'd like to know what you think about this uh, indictment specifically, and what your thoughts are. Now, from my um, from my following it, you know, how can you how can you actually go ahead with an indictment when you still have ten witnesses that haven't been heard from, and the whole release of the uh, indictment beforehand and and the the covering up of what happened there and just saying that you know well it was a it was a fake document and this and this and that and um don't you wonder if their their hand was shown right i mean don't you wonder if this is uh, they always say you can indict a ham sandwich right don't you don't you wonder if actually i should rephrase that don't you know that they knew that he was going to be indicted well before even went through the exercise that they put this on the calendar and that that they on uh you know <laughs> um that they're just interfering in the election and this is all planned and that's the whole intent which is in itself a federal crime and uh you know they've been doing this since he came down the escalator and um you know i don't care who it is if it was the republican party this is a difference between Uh, constitutional conservative and a liberal leftist liberal in the really leftist fascist we would be just as upset if this was happening to robert kennedy if this was happening to another democrat a democrat unfortunately i think robert kennedy is probably the only true democrat that even exists in the country these days uh that's in politics and um That's unfortunate because at one point in time, they really stood for, they stood for something and now they stand for uh, just one standard and that is no standard whatsoever. And they're showing us that and reminding us that every day, whether it's the false flag event, the American Rice Dog Fire, January 6th, or take your pick, anything else. Um, So we have that, we have that, uh, this whole fiasco to look forward to. Uh, And then we have the Georgia arraignment likely to backfire if Trump picks Strategic Day to turn himself in. So um, I'll shorten this up for you. This article says that if uh, Trump were to choose, let's say, August 23rd, the day of the debate that he's not going to attend in Milwaukee, which... He hasn't made that formal announcement yet, I don't believe, but I you know, fully suspect that he won't. Instead of that debate, he pulls the attention to himself and this injustice. Um, it only helps him further, which I think is a brilliant move. I think that's exactly what he should do. I think he should show that uh, you know, these people are interfering in the election directly because he is there instead of at, at the debate regardless. So there's that, and then the last story I have is that uh, China is celebrating the anniversary of the Taliban victory, calls it a historic achievement, which is rather sickening. And uh, here you have the the, uh, the masked desperados in a picture together, which you know is revolting and disgusting. But uh this is the country that uh, Joe Biden is bought and paid for, right? This is the, that uh he is a he is a slave to, I should say. This is the country that is fully out without a doubt to destroy our country and to take everything that you have and everything that I have and to be the model for the world the new world government and that is absolutely the truth. We'll be right back. After we watched our daughter Grace die on FaceTime,
0: I um, immediately felt that I needed to go to the hospital, even though I was still pretty sick. And I met Jessica and our
1: pastor there. And um, while we were in the room, we just that to spent a few moments just with Grace
0: alone, and it was—it was just the horrific. Um, sight to uh, come upon and was affected. And her daughter's face was now gone. Um, the emotions that came over the top of our uh, minds and I guess our physical bodies were
1: just unbelief. We, uh, we took her BiPAP off, it was still on. This was hope and prayers that
0: somehow she wasn't really gone. And as soon as we did that,
1: want to pick up some kingdom fuel you can go to sherwood.tv slash tpr and pick some up there's also a lot of other great products out there for your health so check that out sherwood.tv slash tpr joining me now is my good buddy Gunny
0: Bud Cornwell how are you doing today sir I'm doing awesome pleasure to be on your show sorry I missed last week but it happens but here I am today
1: Well, here you are today is right. And I just want to say that uh, because we're on blessed news now, I don't know. With Lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
0: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting
1: lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that
0: add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky
1: play for free at luckylandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know how many new followers I have. Hopefully a few. But I want to tell them a little bit about you. So Bud is obviously a retired marine if marines ever retire. Um, 20 years of service in the military, right? He's a he's a servant leader basically. He has been doing he's, he has been serving our country for a long time in and out of the military he's uh he joined convention of states i think uh one month after it started and they're on their 10th anniversary he's also just celebrating his third anniversary with his show the patriot cause so congratulations on that by the way and uh it's a, it's a pleasure having you here to kick off this um this segment which is going to be called Veterans' viewpoint for this show and um So did I get get everything right? Is there anything you'd like to add on um, your background
0: and, and what you're doing today? Jeff, you did a great job. Just want to add this. I love the Lord our God, and everything I do is for the glory of God. It's that simple. I take no credit for anything that I do. That's absolute truth. But thank you very much for the kind words and the great description. Amen, brother. As they say in Hawaii, which yeah, Joe Biden bra. seems to bra. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Joe Biden seems to have forgotten all about. Well, um, he's forgotten a lot of things. So much it doesn't surprise me if you know what I mean. Yeah,
1: right. Uh, it's really, it's really, our country's in a pathetic state under this guy, and um, it's, it's just, it's not funny. It's, it's one of those things that's just so so uh, aggravating and pathetic i think to most americans that you know we love our country and to see this guy destroy it and right now um it's you know more than ever it seems that you can't turn around without every day being reminded and i'm moving your picture around the screen my my apologies to the viewers but i need to get this this um this right but every day it's something new with this guy and um you know, it's a reminder that we, Americans who love our country, who love our Constitution, who uh, love the whole idea of America, we are the ones that are now vilified and everything is upside down and, you know, it's, um, to me, that I don't think there's any better example than what happened to Ashley Babbitt and the fact that, that uh, a 14-year veteran was treated, was murdered, um, You know, and then vilified, you know, and that's kind of the whole concept that we started talking about with Veterans Viewpoint is, um, you know, you have given a chunk of your life. And I love the way Mark Levin talks about that, where he says, you know, whether you're spending your time working to pay taxes or you're spending your time, uh, you know, in in the military and service to your country, that is part of your life. It's a chunk of your life. And you're giving that chunk of your life and our conversation revolved around the fact that you know veterans have a completely different perspective uh and a a much larger sense of betrayal than you know than than anybody who hasn't served is is going to have especially you know veterans who saw action and, and um you know i think that uh i think that every american out there who's a real american can understand that and and feels bad about it because you know, I mean, some people like to say it is what it is, and like to they like to uh, you know continue to push through it, and of course that's what we have to do. But the fact is, it needs to be talked about and exposed, and it needs to be needs to be shared with people to make people take a second thought about it. Anybody who's honest, right?
0: Absolutely. The here's the key, Jeff. That. Most of the civilian world, most of the people that have never served in the military and or, you know, have any pride in the military, what they don't understand is veterans take an oath to the Constitution of the United States. That's important for people to understand. We don't take an oath to a president or to Congress or as much as I hate to say this, because it really upsets people, I don't take an oath to you at all. Right. Now, well, it's the truth. Through the Constitution of the United States, by defending the Constitution of the United States, we defend our citizens. So if the point I'm making is, is what you're talking about. The country is, you know, going off in left field. It's, it's turned into what is called a banana republic. What a banana yes, republic is... is is it's a country that has a constitution, but you have a political party that ignores the law of the Constitution and attacks and wants to eliminate their political opponents. That's what we're facing here. Now here's the difficult part is it's very hard for veterans to absorb this, what's happening. It's very intense in our mind, and it really messes with our heads. The reason behind that is because it defeats the purpose of we defend the Constitution. So think about that. If we're defending the Constitution, but yet our government is not using the very Constitution that we're defending, what do you think that says to a veteran? That means the federal government the government itself doesn't care about you defending the constitution they don't care about it it's over so how can veterans in this country exist with any kind of moral standard or respect for the country in general when we have a political world on both sides you pick side doesn't matter that doesn't care about the Constitution. Therefore, you do not care about veterans. Don't let them, you know, gaslight you and say, oh yeah, well, you know, we'll, we care. Mm-hmm. We'll go and put a reef on a, on a grave during whatever. If you don't support and defend the Constitution as a leader in America, you're not supporting veterans. It's that simple. And that's the best way I can explain that the situation that we're dealing with as it relates to veterans. We're we're not mad because of some crazy guy that's in, you know, political world and the president or whatever from, a, you know, from that standpoint. What we're upset is with is these people are ignoring the Constitution. It doesn't matter if, you know, what they're mm-hmm. from a veteran standpoint, their view, the majority of us, you know, what their policies are. We can deal with that, right? You can deal with that. What you can't deal with, which is very difficult for veterans to understand, is somebody that doesn't support the Constitution. That's the problem. That's the the root of the evil of our country. Our our people that are elected into the government and or appointed into the government are no longer people that believe and or want to destroy the Constitution of the United States. So this is the line that we crossed, right?
1: I would say the latter. And um a couple of really important things that you said there. Number 1 is it is both sides of the aisle. You have this perpetual game going on where one side does something the other side's outraged. They write a couple letters, they do nothing. And um that that's the uniparty and that's to maintain the power and the wealth and to increase it, increase both in my opinion. Yes. Um so yeah, so yeah, I say these leftists because I think that there's a there's a brand of fascism that we're seeing. Yep. And to me, and I've said it a number of times, fascism to me is a product of the left. The National Socialist Party of Germany, was the best known so-called fascists um because a party uh, uh, those people that have uh views that are called extreme right aren't going to want any government whatsoever, and they're anarchists. And um so but one of the things you said that was really critical that um, I really hadn't thought about before was your comment about you know you serve the anybody in the military serves uh, to protect the Constitution, which you always get, but you added the, you know they don't serve the people now that's the primary difference between someone in the military and a politician who's elected. I mean they they are they are to do both they are to serve the people to be representatives of the people and it even makes it dirtier in my mind i mean you know because not only are Mm. the most important thing they're betraying the constitution but they're also complete they're complete frauds and uh you know they obviously don't support us but when you think about it it really is a banana republic where we're at today
0: well think about this one to, to add to it supporting the people right let's go back to abraham lincoln now abraham lincoln was a lawyer in illinois Mm -hmm. and he was coaxed really kind of coaxed by lots of people to run for president of the united states he really didn't want to do it but he did and now he became one of the greatest presidents you know on the planet basically and when he came up for re-election he didn't want to get re-elected but again his constituents you know Put him in that position, but he always said that he always wanted to go back to Illinois and be a lawyer. And the reason behind it is because he knew that he had a responsibility to the people, so he wanted to go and do his part of it. He didn't want to rule over the people. He didn't want to be this this guy on the top of the pedestal forever. He just right. wanted to do his job, do his duty, like kind of like joining the military and then go back to Illinois that's supporting the people as a politician right. compared to and what a fasc- fascist person does is they get into these positions and then they love that power and they don't want to release that power you know just right. perfect example uh, real quick is mussolini standing up on the big balcony <laughs> yeah. and he's got his hands crossed yeah. and he's talking and you know, he's doing his head back and forth, going, yeah, "Yeah, you know, they love me, they love me." That's fascism, and we we got yeah. it all over the place.
1: Yeah, we sure do. And look what ended up to him, uh, happened to him. And the other, I think that that was the original intention of the forefathers. I mean, Washington was the same way. He didn't want to stay. He didn't want to be president. He, you know, I mean, he was. He he made it a point to say that you know the intention is not to make kings, right? The intention is to get in, do your service, and get out. You know, and the, before um before the constitutional amendment, which took the um, took the uh, ch- the choosing of the senators uh, away from the states and turned it into a federal election, uh, I think people had a lot more control over their their senators as well, and you saw a lot you saw a different brand of Congress, you saw farmers and you saw everyday citizens that were part of congress and now you know you got to be a doctor or a lawyer right and um you know these people are 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 completely out of touch with what's happening uh around the country got to take a, a real quick break and we'll be back in about three minutes yes sir well, for some reason my audio is not working. I was just explaining to people that before I came on, I did a software update and things are screwed up. So hmm. you and I will just chat. Okay, <laughs> <If> we <want. laughs> we'll we'll fill the time. A couple absolutely. of absolutely, uh, couple of duffers, well, How are you uh, doing?
0: How's how's life in the in the Jeff Walker <laughs> world or Wagner world? <laughs>
1: So, it's good, you know it's good i i'm enjoying doing the the show daily now. it's it's definitely a challenge for me, but um, it's it's been really enjoyable and I've been as you know doing this. You meet a lot of great people, yeah, and um we're doing we're doing well. so you know I'm looking forward to maybe doing some more documentaries and stuff and um I just had Dr. Renata Moon, who was in breaking the oath on. The show and um, talked about maybe that you know, we're working on this project of doing a parents' rights uh, documentary and the loss of parents' rights. And so that you know that leads me into this is you know, with um, serving in the military and having the viewpoints that you do, seeing how America has changed, is that also something you think you, as a veteran, have a completely diff- different perspective? As far as, you know, the family and, I mean, do you get that same sense of, you know, what the hell am I defending if we're we're falling apart as a society and tearing our families apart and it, this is definitely not the America that I signed up to fight for?
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, part of the reason that I retired at 20 years is exactly what you're talking about. I didn't want to be part of this changing military, the you know, changing atmosphere of, uh, it, it's getting to the point where the military is like a—it's just a tool. And what I mean by that is, it's—it's it's no longer this this statue of pride of America. I'm not saying in all cases, but it's coming to the point where the military is. It's more like a job. It's just something somebody does. Where before... Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting? Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere. Playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you
1: feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: It was ingrained in us. You know, I was a Marine drill instructor also, you know, so I trained Marines to become Marines. So we had to take all of that thought process of politics and your worldview and all that out of you and reinject you with the moral fiber that is necessary to to defend this country. That is what is, is going away. And that's because the military adjusts to society. It sucks, but it's how it works. The only way you can get people to recruit into military is to change the military to match the society. That's sick. It should go the other way around. It should be the military should be forcing the people going, you ain't coming into this organization with that moral view. Right. You know, and that's just not how it's happening. So you're right. It's terrible uh, for us to to see that. The families and the breaking of the families and, you know, it's it'd be a lot harder on me if I was still active duty. I'd be screaming right now. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just <laughs> telling you, it's just different once you retire. It's kind of like, you know, I just... I pass the baton on, right, mm-hmm. and, and give that to uh, to the younger people and and you know the newer up and comings, the guys are a lot more healthier than I am, you know those kind of things. So well, you
1: know, yeah, but... we bring up an interesting point. You know, now we've heard in the news that um, the recruitment numbers are not what is what they're looking for, and right. the recruitments are low, and and it's like, gee, you think? I mean, you're spending more time. Uh, pushing the trans agenda uh, on the military members than you are teaching them about defending the constitution and defending the country and right and those those all those people you mentioned in politics you know i bet you i don't know what the percentage is but i bet it's fairly high that they've probably never read the constitution
0: absolutely
1: and uh they have no concept of of what it's about but but anyway i was thinking wouldn't it be interesting if, you know, the military just would have continued um, having the attitude that these are the values we're going to we're going to espouse, yep, and we're going to we're going to instill these in you. I would bet you that their recruitment rate would have been on target
0: or above target. It would have been above because because people would have said, "Hey, I'm going in the military because they're you know, one of the organizations that has left that's got any freaking moral fiber to it." Right? I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna go to college. I'm not gonna go work for Apple. You know where I got to deal with this race crap and all that. I'm going in the military, and I believe exactly what you're saying. You know, because um, a lot of kids don't want, especially in the South. The South is is the the rock of the military. If 50 percent or more people in the military come from the Southern states, and a lot of people don't know that, but it's the truth, and I can prove it to you. Alabama, Texas, Louisiana, Florida, Mississippi, you know, that bottom part of the South is 50% of the military. And the reason behind that is because the moral fiber of the South. Right. Is is that same type of defend our country military fiber that, that used to be in there.
1: Well, it still has a code of respect. I mean, oh, yeah. I, remember go- I remember going down and... In- living in texas for a while and you know noticing noticing the difference where your kids call you people's kids call you mr jeff or you know the 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 level of respect is much different it's like going into another country at least it used to be i've been down i've lived down there since the late 90s but which which uh which has been a long time ago which time just continues to go faster and faster but so Tell us about the Convention of States and, and what's going on there, you know, what uh, people need to know about and how people can get involved and, and anything you
0: want to talk about regarding that. Absolutely. The, the Convention of States was created for the sole purpose of trying to figure out a way to rein in the federal government. The federal government is completely out of control in a lot of different aspects. The Convention of States was created by two individuals together, Mark Meckler and Michael Ferris, and the conceptual idea of the Convention of States came across with following in the foothills uh, or footsteps of the uh, oh, can't remember it now. <laughs> the I'm trying to think of the name of the organization that. Uh, the conservatives started and it just kind of declined over time but uh, but anyway so they like the tea party the tea party yes they were from or part of the tea party so here's the conceptual here's the idea of it is inside of the, con- the constitution is article five what allows the constitution to be amended in two ways through the normal way that everybody's used to, Congress getting together. It's like all the amendments we have now, all the way to the 24th Amendment, you know, 17th with pull, with, you know, took the uh, power of electing a senator or selecting a sl- senator from the state, put it back into the, you know, where the people select their senators, all of that. That's all part of what Congress has done. But the states can come together and do the same thing. So that's what the Convention of States is the states can come and have a convention. The federal government's not even invited whatsoever. They can't even come to it. They can't even come witness it. If if you're part of the federal government, you got nothing to do with it. So inside of that is where legislators and what they call our commissioners, you can have all the commissioners you want, but you only get one vote per state. So we had a simulation last week uh, or the week before last and that simulation we had 49 states represented and actually com- continued or created and completed a convention of states article 5 simulation supported by convention of states but it's an article 5 simulation article 5 convention so all these states went into committees they created amendments that they wanted to happen in the the Congress or in the uh, Convention of States process into the Constitution. However, those amendments are only based on three specific subjects. Term limits for all the government officials, balancing the budget, and reducing the size or the responsibility, however words you want to use it, of the federal government. So they had to fall within those three. So in other words, you, we can't, they are not allowed to have a changed or amendment to the constitution to pull out the second amendment. For instance, they can't do that. So this is how you're, this
1: is how you're addressing a lot of people who, they bring up the concern that, oh, well, it's going to be an unruly process and you're going to end up actually losing what we have. And so so the organization has said, no, you got to
0: keep, you got to keep it to these three areas. Yep. And each of the states, each of the states have to complete what is called a resolution it has to be passed by their House and their Senate. And that resolution, once it's passed by that state, they agree to be part or participate in that convention of states uh, of amendment proposal. These are proposal amendment process. So right now we have 19 states. We need 34. Once we have 34 states that have passed that Article 5 resolution in their legislation, then we will hold this convention. Now, we only need 34 states. However, all 50 states are invited. They can send commissioners. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter even if they pass the resolution or not. Once we have 34 states, we can have the convention. But they have to remember, if you send Five commissioners, 100, doesn't matter. You only get one vote. Just like, you know, like when you have the Republican National Convention and the Democrat National, and they go and they, you know, cast mm-hmm. their vote for the president. Each one right. of those states, they get one vote. Massachusetts, so yeah, Massachusetts selects this guy. Exactly. So it's the same yeah. process. It's not democracy. It's a republic. Right. That's what it's all yeah. about that's why that's why each state gets a vote They go wait a minute we got 16 million people in alabama and we got you know 550 million people in california that doesn't it's not fair oh yeah it is fair that's because it's a republic the state represents the people the people right. are responsible through the state not saying that the, you know they can't vote for federal you know the president and all that But the people use the closest representative to you. That's how you make the massive change, is people using the representatives in their state. And then the state has a power control or responsibility for the power over the federal government, but they haven't been doing it for over 100 years. It's the other way around. The government has been taking power from the states. That's the fascism that we are dealing with.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, uh, I think there's only four powers, four powers spelled out in the Constitution for the federal government, and my God, yeah, you, you look at uh, you look at what's what's going on, and what was it uh, four years ago now? I did. Uh, it's not really a documentary. I did a I put together a, a film called um, uh, Freedom Waning and um, Freedom Waning the Wars has already begun. And we looked at the number of federal agencies that existed. And I scrolled through almost 800 federal agencies. Mm. Think about the redundancy of these federal agencies. And the problem, of course, is, I don't want to go too far down this rabbit hole, but the problem, of course, is that once you get federal employees, the agencies don't go away because you have to fire people. Yep. Nobody nobody wants to do that. But it looks like you got, what, um, about another sixteen, fifteen, 15 or 16 states that are um,
0: currently yep. have active legislation this year. Yes, we do. And, then and you- so North Carolina is a high possibility. Kansas actually passed through the House and the Senate. But there's this process that they have to go through checks and balances or something like that before they can officially say that they passed it. So we're waiting for that to happen. But yeah, it's we still have some states that uh, are still active legislation working it. And here's the good news. Our resolution has at least been submitted in all 50 states, even Massachusetts and New Jersey and New York and so forth. So it's actually been submitted by cuz the legislator has to submit it we can't as the organization submit it the legislator has to draw it up and sure. submit it into legislation but now all 50 states now we have ha- we have passed the resolution in one or other house or senate in the state but it ha- you know passed in the house didn't pass in the senate or vice versa if you go to uh, conventionstates.com, the website and you scroll down towards the middle of it, there's a map. Yep, we're in, on it right yep, now. In that map shows you the states and the status of those states. I am very, very happy about what's happening this year. We, we're we going through a very tremendous time with Convention States because of the uh, the budget issue. I'm talking about our, our organization because it's very difficult now with the economy, uh, we're not getting the type of donations that we used to get. I mm-hmm. think it's going to come back, but you know, we can't. You can't blame these people. They, they, they have to go and look through their finances and see what can you know what can they cut so they can continue to you know to operate their families and feed them and and we get that and. Fortunately, and this is what I believe in, we have lots of little donors. Right? When I say little donors, they donate little dollars, but they're huge people. They're great patriots and they donate what they can. And we have millions of people that are doing that. That's what keeps this organization alive. We do have some major donors like other other ones, but that makes us feel good because we have millions of people that trust and believe in us. That's what it's all about. So the people are actually doing this Convention of States. We, we're we an organization. We have staff people, right? But all of these donors are, are what is, that's our power. That's our ability. That's our trust. That's our energy. That's our enthusiasm to do the Convention of States because we believe it. And so does millions and millions of people we have more supporters now in the convention of states than the nra wow can you think can you that blows people's mind i'm like i'm not lying we have over wow. five million supporters actual supporters in the convention of states that's absolutely wow. amazing
1: that's that's awesome to hear yeah. and uh you know i think that the, the the common the hurdle is getting over that um that narrative that's out there that it it could be sabotaged by right um by people and what you know so you have 34 states and all the states are invited and how is how are the states that are invited but haven't really participated Mm -hmm. how are they reined in what with what they bring are they told also that hey you can only do this these three subjects is that something that is within framework of what the convention of states is what the rules are for actually
0: actually uh, putting one together absolutely so when we did this simulation the way it works the first thing that happens you got to have a leader gotta have a president of the convention right? right so what happens is they go into these committees So everybody's broken up into different committees, and those committees are based on those three things that we're talking about, right? So you have basically three committees, and they're split up by the commissioners. And if you have enough commissioners, you can have a commissioner, at least one in each of those committees, which is really what you wanna do. So they go into these committees, and then the rules are explained parliamentary rules, every committee has a parliamentarian person in there to explain how it goes. The committee is going to be conducted, which is very similar to what they're used to anyway, because this is how a committee works in the states. And part of that committee is actually selecting or people being nominated to become the president of the convention. So once the committees come out, now this is going to be months that they're going to be in committee. Remember, it can only talk about those three things. So then they come out of the committee and then they'll have a floor vote of the president, who becomes president. So they'll list all the nominees. They'll go through each one of them. They'll do a count for each person and then whoever ends up being the president. The reason behind that is because one, you have the rules set Two, you have a president that was elected by the majority of the people in the convention. So this is the checks and balances to make sure that they stay within those things. So let's say somebody from New York stands up, which is possible. And they go, I want to put amendment, I want to make a change to this amendment that we're doing and say repeal the second amendment or whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. or our tax Anybody that makes over a million dollars a year, they get, you know, 60% tax rate. It's got nothing to do with those three things. So the first thing that's going to happen is the president's going to go, you're out of order. Sit the hell down. If if it's not, if it doesn't fall within those three different legitimate uh, proposals of the amendments, you don't even have a floor to sit on. Not only that, yeah. the majority of the legislators, right, are going to stop you anyway because they all following the same rules. They all understand yeah. wh- how the game's played. So it's really a – I watched it live, and you can too, by the way. You can watch the recording. Go to cossimulation2023.org, cossimulation2023.org, and you can watch the whole simulation And you will absolutely be amazed that there is hope. There is hope to see these representatives and senators from 49 states, along with other commissioners, go through this process. It was just amazing to me to see it. And it gave me so much hope that if we can get to a convention, it's going to open up the eyes of the federal government. As soon as this happens, this convention and everybody involved in it and every state is going to be on the radar of the federal government instantly. They're going to be running scared because they know the people have stood up against this federal government. And it's not going to be pleasant for anybody in the office of any federal government.
1: Exactly. I'm waiting for the I'm waiting for the law to actually become the law again and you know, I think we all want that day. But you just did a better job, a much better job explaining the convention of states than I've ever seen before. And I've seen this topic talked about, you know, a number of times and you know, I think um, with your description, it should it sh- it should be explained like that more often because right. I think you'd get a lot more support behind it and you know, you've already got a great, a great deal of support, but, yeah. But um, I think those people who just are on the fence would uh, would really be excited about it because it is it is the way that the founding fathers were smart enough to figure out that hey, if this goes off the rails, that that uh, we have to have a way where the citizens can get it back, and um, I think that's 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 perfect and it's great. And do you have a does the organization have a timeline like a, looking at when these states are making their decision as to when you might hit that 34 state mark
0: unfortunately we don't the reason behind that is we're we're not uh you know we're not wizards and we don't have a crystal ball right um uh, right. we we do have experience in passing in different states to kind of how long for instance uh Georgia was the first state that that became part of the convention of states, and it only took a few months, and they they passed it and they were done. Arkansas took six years, so that's that's just an example. To, I mean, actually mm-hmm. working the legislation for six years before we were able to pass it. So it's you, it's hard to make that kind of prediction. Right, what we would like to see, and it is po- it is possible depending on especially the outcome of this next election within the next two to three years that we have enough that have passed it to to do a convention. Because there's going to be a point where if we don't get a convention soon, we won't ever be able to have one. Right. Because the government is going to basically become into a a massive tyranny and they're going to shut this organization down. We already know that. I mean, this is not something that we're, you know, trying to, you know, warn people about or whatever. But it's if the government continues at the rate and doing the things that doing like what they're doing with Trump and and all of that, uh, then we know there's there could be a point where it's going to be very difficult uh, for us to to continue without having suppression from the from the federal government. And those of you that don't know, in 2013, when Convention of States started, do you remember when Obama did that, you know, attack the IRS, attack Republican, and not mm-hmm. Republican, but conservative organizations? Mm-hmm. Well, they attacked COS. The IRS did. And what they did was absolutely unlawful, wrong, whatever. And we won the lawsuit three and a half million dollar lawsuit against the IRS. That's very, very important because that lawsuit set the stage for the IRS to, to not be able to attack political opponents. And that was very, very important, you know, oh, that yeah, that, that passed. Absolutely. It was a, It was a win for all the American citizens, you know, in this country that it's not right for the federal government to use political power to attack uh, anybody. And it doesn't matter if you agree with them or not. They have free speech. And right. you know as long as they're following the law, not breaking the law, which we wasn't, why, why are you attacking us? It's just not right. And we, we proved it. And the IRS was shut up <laughs> from our, our standpoint, so.
1: Right, well. And look at now, I mean, the three-letter alphabet soup agencies have really run amok, and that needs to happen again, really. It needs to happen. Uh, DOJ and FBI and, you know, really would argue beyond. It needs. They need to be defunded. It's just cleaned out, you know. Um, so you have the Patriot cause. I want to close here and just talk a little bit about that, and So you have, first of all, conventionofstates.com and thepatriotcause.com. And the
0: Patriot Cause you have had going for three years. You want to tell people a little bit about that? Yes, sir. On my daughter's birthday, August 13th of 2020, I had reached a point and this conversation proves it. I'm like, I got to do something. I've got to do, even if it's just running my mouth on on a microphone. I can't sit back and not participate. And, of course, being part of Convention of States, you know, that's part of doing this. But I wanted people to understand what communism is and how our, how our country, why are we in this situation? It's not because, you know, Joe Biden or Trump or Obama or Clinton, that these people were elected president is why we're like this. no. This goes way back. This goes back to basically the mid 18th century and then eventually into the early 1900s in the United States when we Marxism and communism was created and it's it's an evil that's being taken over. Yeah. But people can't see it in the United States. They're being gaslighted and blind. They don't have the ability to actually see what's happening to them. So what better way to do it than to have a podcast and start talking to people and explaining it? And then they're going, oh, now I get it. So then they, when they had those conversations with their families and friends or church members, they have a better understanding of what's happening and how to recognize it. Right. They're saying, well, yeah. you know, this is a political thing. No, this is not political. Not just so happens the Democrat side is more swayed towards that. Right. But we have Republican legislators and Republican people in the states that have the same type of view. You bet. big government, you know, communism type of view, even though they claim to be, you know, quote, conservatives. And it's best way to do it is to understand that. So the Patriot cause does that. We now it's not everything all I talk about, but it's the primary purpose that I stood up the Patriot cause and it, i've had lots of great patriots matter of fact tell you i got another a guy coming on for the second time his name is jj carroll and he wrote a book uh called uh insurrection and what it is is about the mass migration of illegals across the country he was a deputy border patrol agent in san diego county san diego where tijuana and san diego And his stories and, you know, what he talks about, what is going on, first off, it's going to break your heart. It will, because America's being being destroyed by these people. Not that we don't want people and love people, but a massive amount of evil people are coming into this country, massive amounts. Yeah,
1: the criminals are being shipped here um, along with those good people. And uh, certainly no humanitarian thing to do to allow people to be raped and murdered and along the way and, and that uh, open border causes that. So so thank you so much for being involved in uh, in doing what you do, but also for having spending the time to come on here and also to, to help me with this veteran's viewpoint. I think sure. it's going to be a great segment for people. And uh, I just encourage people, go to thepatriotcause.com, Go to conventionofstates.com, sign up there, donate if you can. That would be awesome. Uh, Bud, thank you so much. Look forward to having you back again soon and uh, for being on your show too anytime. God bless you, Jeff. Have a wonderful day. Thank you so much. All right, so that is going to be it for the show today. I really appreciate you being here and um, and and enjoying and enjoyed the discussion immensely. I'd like to know what, uh, what you have to say and look forward to hearing that and for seeing you tomorrow.